0: Hello, Hello, and welcome to the third episode of my podcast, The Sound of Scottish History. Today we are talking about a very interesting and fairly recent moment of Scottish history, the 1950 removal of the Stone of Destiny. So, let's get started. So, the song that inspired the idea for this episode is the Song of the Stone, particularly the Virgin song by Kathleen McInnes. A cool fact about Kathleen is that she also participated in a film produced by BBC Alaba about the students' interrogation by the police, but we'll get more into that later. Now some quick information about the song. It was written by Scottish poet Donald McIntyre immediately after he heard the news of the Stones' return to Scotland, it is sung in Scottish Gaelic to the tune of a fast reel, and it is a humorous depiction of this event. And since I'm talking about music, you know, pop culture, I might as well point out that this story also generated a movie. The movie is called Stone of Destiny, and it received three awards and six nominations. I haven't watched it, but if you have, I would love to know your thoughts about it. Feel free to contact me on my Instagram account, at scottishhistoryshow, and tell me all your opinions. I would really, really appreciate that. Now moving on to the actual story. On Christmas day, 1950, four Scottish students attempted to bring back to Scotland the Stone of Destiny from Westminster Abbey. But what even is the Stone of Destiny? Since I can't show you pictures, I'll try my best to describe it. The Stone of Destiny, also known as Stone of Scone, Tennis Stone, Jacob's Pillow Stone and the Coronation Stone, is an oblong block of red sandstone that has been used for centuries in the coronation of the monarchs in Scotland. Then, in 1296, it was captured by Edward I and taken to England. Historically, the stone was kept at Scone Abbey in Scone, but there are several theories and legends about the stone's history prior to its placement in Scone. We'll go over one theory which tells of Fergus, son of Urk, also known as Fergus Moor, or Fergus the Great. According to a 15th century chronicle, he transported the Stone of Destiny from Ireland to Argyll where he was crowned on it. Some versions also identify the stone as another stone used to inaugurate the high kings of Ireland instead. However, geologists have proven that the stone taken by Edward I of England is a lower old red sandstone and was quarried in the vicinity of Scone, thus refuting all of these theories. But there is still some mystery surrounding the fate of the Stone of Destiny after it was captured by Edward I. According to the Westminster stone theory, the monks at Scone Palace hid the Rio Stone in River Tay or buried it at Dunsling Hill, tricking the English into taking a fake stone. Now, back to the 20th century. The removal of the stone from Westminster Abbey was planned by four students from Glasgow. These students were Ian Hamilton, Gavin Vernon, Kay Matheson, and Ellen Stewart. Their goal was to revive a sense of national identity among Scottish people. So a few days before Christmas, these students drove to London. There, they had a meeting and decided to try to remove the stone immediately. However, they didn't manage to remove the stone on that day because of the guards. The next day, Vernon and Stuart spent some time observing the watchman's shifts. Then, that night, Ian, Gavin and Alan entered a works yard and gained entrance into Poets' Corner, which is a section of the South Transept of Westminster Abbey. Now, this is where the story gets really interesting. They finally got to the chapel where King Edward's chair was located and the stone was under that chair. Now, you might think that so far they have been pretty successful in getting there and reaching the stone, right? Well, as they removed the stone, it crashed to the floor and broke into two pieces. After that, they brought the pieces of the stone to Glasgow, where they hired a stonemason called Robert Gray to mend it. And here's another cool fact. Ray placed a brass rod containing a piece of paper inside the stone. But the thing is that no one knows what's written on that paper. Then, in 1951, a few months after the stone's removal, the police received a message and the Stone of Destiny was returned to Westminster Abbey. Now, you might be wondering, what happened to the students? The police conducted an investigation and eventually found out about their involvement but the authorities decided not to prosecute because there was potential for the event to be politicized. The students also became a symbol of Scottish nationalism. So, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening until the end, and thank you for helping us reach 100 Plays. Your support means so much to me, and it motivates me to keep posting episodes. I hope you've enjoyed today's topic, and I'll see you in the next episodes. Bye!